Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily podcast on the Denver Nuggets. Play. Sir. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when it comes What is up, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Nuggets Podcast, part of Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Adam Matas from DenverStiffs.com. The largest and best Denver Nuggets blog and community on the web. Check us out. Lots of great stuff on there. Join the community. Sign up for an account. You can hop in the comments section. And uh, we love to have you. We love to have all Nuggets fans. we got a lot of people represented from all corners of the globe. This, uh, this episode is going to be focused on the Nuggets' win over the Sacramento Kings. A shorthanded win by the Nuggets as they were missing the Joker. Jokic out with an illness that apparently sprung up out of nowhere. He was... Not sick last night, and then today missed shoot-around, showed up to the arena and got an IV, tried to get healthy, but just was not good to go, so they decided to go without him rather than push it, and uh, I think it was a good call. It was, you know, the Nuggets really, really, really looked good tonight in a lot of a lot of different ways, um, and I think it was kind of a telling night. Uh, in some regards, a lot of stuff, I think there's a lot of like subplots and storylines kind of coming into the game, um, but uh, well, let's just go ahead and dive right into those. The story of the game, Wilson Chandler, who, just to kind of recap the controversy, if you didn't listen to my previous podcast yesterday, I think you, it'd be a good idea to go back and listen to that one maybe after this one just to kind of get the full backstory, but there was a report um, by Ronnie Kay of Mile High Sports that Wilson Chandler walking out of the locker room yesterday um, kind of said loud enough for people to hear they should have traded me at the deadline, clearly signaling that there was some kind of, um, you know, something going on behind the scenes that maybe not everybody's aware of. I talked about how I wasn't surprised if you read, you know, there, there was other, I think if you're paying close attention, then you kind of saw some of the, the signs of this, but I, to Wilson's credit, I had talked about how before the trade deadline, kind of leading up to it, and even afterwards, he has been playing incredibly well on the defensive end, especially offensively. I think his game is, uh, you know, it's a little bit more up and down. But defensively, I just thought he'd been locked in. And tonight, he had maybe the best game I've seen him play in a Nuggets uniform, certainly up there in, you know, the top five or ten. Career high, 36 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists. He shot 13 of 23, 56.5%. And actually, you know, he was shooting even better than that till the end. It was kind of funny. He got 33 points um, late in the game and uh, had a couple of looks. You could tell he was gunning for a career high. And I thought it was really cool. The teammates were trying to get him the ball to get him his career high. They were kind of letting him ISO and get shots up, and he kind of went cold for a bit there before hitting that three in the final seconds. But just a really overall, I thought, just an incredible, incredible game. 
And kind of, you know, it's a game that I, I if you guys listen to the show or follow me on Twitter, you know, Wilson's my guy. I like him a lot. Outside of just basketball stuff, I find him an interesting personality. And it just, I was in a weird way, I was proud of this game. I just thought it was so cool with all of the controversy and clearly being unhappy. You never know how a player's going to respond to that. Um, you know, a lot of times a player would kind of go into a funk, um, kind of get locked in his head or, or, just kind of quit or what have you. But Wilson has just been, in my opinion, has been such a gamer. He's had good games. He's had bad games. He's had great games. He's had terrible games. But I think his effort has been there for the last month, I mean, at least. And uh, and it kind of capped off on this one. I just think it's it's kind of a cool story, uh, in my opinion. He, uh, he came out of the gate very aggressive, hit a three on the opening play. And in the first, like, five minutes of the game, it just looked like he was in attack mode. Attack, attack, attack. And it was very successful. They did. The Kings didn't have an answer for him. He was also aggressive on the defensive end and made some crazy rotation plays, um, some big time rebounds and, and block shots. I think he had two steals and a block. Yep, two. St- so he kind of really filled up the stat sheet. But I just thought his defensive focus and intensity was great. And I actually think the Nuggets' defense tonight was as good as I've seen in months. Uh, they were just so dialed in and so locked in one through five uh, that I think it was really a good thing. One of the things they had done with their defensive scheme was become more aggressive. Malone talked about it after the game. And I think we, I've talked about this with over the last couple weeks how the Nuggets aren't a good defensive team. And when you're not a good defensive team, I think you can afford to be a little bit more aggressive and going for steals and playing passing lanes. And the Nuggets have been really, really conservative in that regard. And I think it was nice to see them kind of uh, step out of that and try to force some turnovers. They ended up forcing 15 turnovers uh, in this one. So... Um, I think it was. I think it was smart. They used Plumlee as a hedge guy. That's something they don't do when they have Jokic on the court. He's not mobile enough to do that. Uh, and I thought it was great. Darrell Arthur, obviously, they used that as well. Um, so, all in all, I just was really impressed with the Nuggets' defensive effort one through one through five on the court today. And if that kind of defensive, Malone always talks about it, of course, because he thinks defensive-minded, but the Nuggets' offense is humming. It's been humming for three months. When they can just play average or above-average defense, they look like world beaters. And yes, some context is important. It's the Sacramento Kings. Um, The Nuggets last played the Kings on that first day uh, after a big trade on the road, kind of an emotional game, and obviously got murdered. Um, this one, I think, is more of what the Sacramento Kings actually are. Willie Cauley-Stein you know, went 5 for 11 tonight, but he wasn't shooting 17-foot step-back jumpers like he was in the last one. He wasn't doing spin-move jump hooks and making them tonight, so most of his points actually came off of dunks. So just a, a really, really impressive game. Uh, I thought the ball movement was phenomenal in this game. One of the things you, you think about with Jokic is that uh, when he's on the court, the ball, when it's popping, the Nuggets are, are doing really well. And I think we we attribute that ball movement to Jokic more often than not. And I think that's fair. I do think he's kind of, uh, before he entered the starting lineup, they didn't have really hardly any games like that. So I think he deserves some of the credit. But tonight, you know, it was so interesting and so eye-popping how much the team shared the basketball tonight. 28 assists. Uh, they had, uh, let's see how many guys with multiple assists. They had six guys with three or more assists tonight. So it wasn't just one guy 
you know, kind of leading the charge. Mason Plumley had five assists. Wilson Chandler had four. Gary Harris, Darrell Arthur, and Jamal Murray all had three. Jameer led the way with six. So the ball was just popping tonight, and it made me wonder, honestly, watching it tonight, if there was an element. I think certainly there's these elements with with Danilo Gallinari and Wilson Chandler and maybe even Will Barton to an extent of, you know, Jokic gets all the credit whenever we're we're playing this, like, very team-balanced game. It's like you pass the ball to Jokic and the whole team passes. And I wonder sometimes if they take offense to this. It's the kind of thing they would never admit to the media, I don't think. Um, that just does nothing but cause problems. But I do wonder if tonight was kind of one of those nights was like, you know what, we don't have Jokic. Let's go out and show that we're um, we're more than just a one-man team, that there's a lot of guys on here that can play. I thought Jameer Nelson did a phenomenal job at point guard tonight. Look at his stat line, and it's incredibly unimpressive. He had six points, six assists, one rebound, one steal. That's it. Um but, and that's in 30 minutes. You think he's on the court for 30 minutes. He went three for five, so he hardly got any shots up. Six assists is good, but not, I mean, you know, for a point guard, that's pretty average. But I thought he was just incredible. He was not a, quite a team high. Uh, Gallo was a team high plus 18. Jameer was plus 14. But I just thought Jameer did such a perfect job of point guarding tonight. He was, um, he ran the team without doing too much. And I think... You know that's a hard, that's a really, really, really hard thing to do for a point guard. Um, obviously, he's a vet. He looked like a vet tonight. Some nights we talked, especially early in the season. It hasn't been so much the case over the last eight weeks or so. But sometimes we talk about Jameer and how he can he he, he can make rookie mistakes sometimes or rookie turnovers. Well, tonight zero turnovers, thirty minutes zero turnovers. He just ran the show, got the ball where it needed to be, settled things down when and if it ever got out of control, which was not too often. And then just stayed out of the way, you know, spaced the floor. And I think that's I, – I just thought it was just a brilliant game on his behalf. Jamal Murray, I thought, struggled. He, I, he He's going to be such a fantastic player once his shot starts falling. And I don't, I don't think that's going to happen all year, honestly. He'll have moments. But um, all year he's kind of been off on good looks. He went 0 for 2 from 3 tonight. He had a couple ugly turnovers, just really, really, really bad turnovers where – honestly, Moutier-esque turnovers where he would drive into the paint, jump, not really have a plan, and just kind of throw the ball out to nobody in particular, and it was like an easy steal. Um, but that's fine. That's the growing pains. That's why this 18 minutes a game or let, you know that he played tonight, that's just so perfect for him because it doesn't put the pressure on him of, hey, you're going to be playing 30 minutes tonight, and we're going to sink or swim with your play. Instead, it was... You know, we're 18 minutes if we really need you to play well, but if you don't, we can we can manage most nights. And I just think it's great for him. His shot has been uh, – I know he's a great shooter, I, and I know he's going to be a great shooter. So that's why when he gets wide open corner threes or, you know, open kickouts or curls off of a screen and gets wide open and misses them, I just think to myself, that's where he's at right now. Uh, he's a rookie. I'm sure his legs are tired. I'm sure the travel schedule and all the stuff going on, even though he'll never admit it, I'm sure that stuff takes a mental and physical adjustment that he probably hasn't made yet. But um, I still think he just looks like a like a basketball player when he's out there. Will Barton continues to kind of have a game, um, games that I, I don't necessarily care for. I didn't think he was awful tonight by any means. Um, three for nine, shot wasn't falling. Nine points, two rebounds, two assists. 
But I do think of all the players on the court, he's the one that where the ball still gets a little bit sticky. The ball was moving so well tonight. He had a couple of possessions where it was like pass, 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 pass. Ball gets to Barton, hold for five seconds, dribble for six times, pull up jumper, doesn't go in, and those possessions just kind of irked me. But tonight, you can't really let anything get to you. It's just an all-around great team win, led by. Danilo Gallinari and Wilson Chandler. We haven't even talked about Gallo, but he had a phenomenal night tonight. He, it's funny because he was tonight a plus 18, as I mentioned, 18 points, six rebounds, two assists, no turnovers, and uh, only seven shots. He went five for seven. And why that's so fascinating, you take Jokic out of the equation and you think, all right, maybe Gallo's going to start gunning. Maybe he's going to be the one looking for shots. And he just played within the rhythm of the offense, I thought, tonight. Um, he hit some big shots, uh, some really big shots, actually. Some some of those like giant momentum uh, turning shots. But he didn't force things. And I just think that's so fascinating because coming into it, I would have almost guessed that he was going to get 16-plus shots tonight. Sacramento may be in tank mode, and that's what I thought watching this game. They did not call timeouts when the Nuggets were on runs tonight. I thought it was hilarious. Nuggets would go on like an 8-0 run, and Sacramento would not call a timeout. Um, That's kind of a telltale sign of uh, a team that's maybe less than super concerned about winning, which they clearly are not. They... Of all the teams in this playoff hunt, they're the ones that have the most incentive, I think, to tank. After the game, I wanted to talk about the locker room because it was funny. As soon as the media came in, obviously with the controversy of being reported on or off record, as soon as the media walks in, Jameer Nelson starts yelling, Gallo got to start passing the ball or I'm quitting or something like that. And the guys all just started like kind of like yelling things out, you know, off record, just kind of joking around. I thought it was pretty funny. It, and those things are encouraging because, you know, it's it's like obviously I think there were some touch and go moments after the last game. I'm sure yesterday's um, practice had some. Uh, I'm sure there was like a heavy error around it, but it's kind of nice that after a win they can kind of get back on track and get to being lighthearted. The Pelicans all but eliminated themselves tonight with a loss. Uh, they're, they're just so far back in the standings, and they just have not looked good falling to Utah tonight. Um, I, I think that we can we can start scratching teams off of the list, and what New Orleans would have to do down the stretch to, to stay in this is just uh, it's just absurd. They're five games back in the loss column with 19 to go. I think we can probably pretty much count them out. It's going to be interesting, actually, to see what they do in terms of do they start to tank, or do they try to figure things out between Boogie and the Brow? Do they play those guys heavy minutes? And the reason that's interesting is the Nuggets have two games that uh, they play the Pelicans coming up. And if they are tanking by that point, those games become a lot easier for the Nuggets. Maybe those if, if you know maybe they shut Cousins down with a fake injury or Davis, or they start cutting minutes. They they both played thirty seven plus minutes tonight. Think about that in a regular season game. Um, it's possible that they say, you know, it's not worth it to risk these guys. Let's 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 shut things down a couple weeks early and start to tank. Um, and they are another team that has incentives to tank. They uh, only keep their pick if it's top three protected. So if they could somehow, and they're not that far out, uh, they're actually the sixth worst record right now with 39 wins. They're only three losses ahead of Phoenix. So if they do decide, you know what, we need to tank to give ourselves the best odds, if they can get down to the third worst record, they will have a 47% chance of keeping their pick. Now think about that. Almost a 50-50 chance of keeping your pick versus not having a pick. And by the way, keeping your pick and it's a top three 
pick, that means Josh Jackson, who would hurt, help this team immensely, or maybe Lonzo Ball, who would also help this team incredibly. Um, so we're talking about a huge incentive to tank. And being three games up on Phoenix, that's it's going to take a lot for them to fall that far. Um, so I actually, they're going to be an interesting team to watch going forward because they really might just take their foot off the gas. Sacramento, I think, clearly with... You know, I talked about the not calling timeouts, and I think they're clearly going to be taking their foot off the gas. So those two teams might begin a race towards the bottom. New Orleans also just one game ahead of Philadelphia, two games ahead of Orlando, and then, of course, three games of Phoenix. So it's not like they're in sixth and they have a long way to go to get to fifth, fourth, or third. Um, And then, heck, who knows? They're only five games ahead of the Lakers in the loss column. That one's probably not going to happen, but if they go on a full-on tank, who knows? Maybe it will happen. It's also interesting because I said the Nuggets played the Pelicans twice, and one of those will be Stiff's Night Out. We'll have an official announcement here soon, but it looks like March 4th we will have Stiff's Night Out. And at a new location, we'll let you know here shortly. But that should be fun. Something to kind of put on the calendar because that'll be a fun one. That's it for today, guys. We will be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. Not sure exactly what we'll be going over just yet, but we'll have a great show for you tomorrow. And then, of course, another show following the game on Wednesday. We'll see you then.